0: Halfcast with Tom Reimann and David.
1: So, what was the question? How am I? <laughs> I mean, I'm past it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I yeah, guess you could know tell you know me what? how you are, me but too. I feel like we'll piece it together. No, I'm past it too. I'm past it too, Jeff. <laughs> like we're I'm good, cracking right? open this drink. Crack it open. Yeah. I want to hear. I've it. just been. I want to fucking hear it. Taming a little lion. That's what I've been up to. Go on. That's it. We have the, the feral cat. That's I've kept right. people updated. Precious
2: baby biscuit.
1: Yeah. It's so a it's a little it's a little turd it uh it doesn't let us touch it still it hisses it's gonna but a, it'll it'll take a it'll minute. eat our food it'll play it'll relax in our office yeah no it'll take a minute it'll be fine
2: you're like it will make drugs yep it's got a little <laughs> little cat meth lab in it
1: you're right right it's a real little scumbag it's a real scumbag <laughs> just, cat
2: just smoking cigarettes
1: <laughs> where did you get little tiny
2: cat cigarettes
1: oh little cat cigarettes that's adorable
2: Just little itty bitty kitten cigarettes
1: oh smoke so cool <laughs> so, so a, little and cool what a
2: cool baby yeah <laughs> who's the cool baby that burned me with their cigarette a
1: cool little baby kitty Aww. Aww. oh oh i a guess little, we're
2: got a little motorcycle <laughs> just
1: i guess this is the podcast uh, Honestly, if this uh, is
2: Hypecast, if we're just getting <laughs> hype about like creating a fictional scumbag kitten, I'm a hundred percent in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hold on. I can do this. I can do what Tom. I can do what Tom does. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to Hypecast. Hypecast, the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Bell.
2: I am the I'm the new co-host forever, Jeff May. Yep. it's Jeff canon May
1: it's yeah, Ken, you Cannon. know me
2: from tom and jeff watch batman
1: yeah tom is moving we tweet we, we tweeted out about it uh he's not dead no one killed tom he's moving uh and so uh i've sort of i i had to like kind of shove him i i a little bit i had to be like yeah you need to not do stuff yeah during this transitional period uh i think he felt bad because he he'd uh, i don't know it doesn't matter like, it doesn't man, matter what tom feels he, he needed to take the time off yeah and
2: here's so, the thing is he's moving far and he has yeah. things and there's a lot to do there so maybe uh right. let some people pick up the slack uh and take care of it like right yeah
1: no word it's, on the exact address i'll share that you know publicly yeah. once
2: yeah plus we you and know. me you and me on a hype cast this is a good four-hour show
1: yeah I actually I wanted you specifically for this uh, because you 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 messaged me and you're like anything I can do to help. I had already emailed you asking you to do this. Oh really? Because it's yeah because you didn't you go to the comic cons?
2: I go to the I was at the comic con yeah
1: yeah and there's a bunch of comic con trailers. In fact, uh, this week we're not going to do any news stories because there's just so many trailers. I even left some trailers off. I saw that Oppenheimer trailer came out, but I don't know if you've seen that trailer. There's nothing there uh and we're no doubt it's talking about that
2: unless it's it's a trailer with batman in it a nolan trailer is just like from the twisted mind you know but it's really just they're like it's a fucking christopher nolan movie you'll see it unless there's a pandemic in which he will then just release it and put you in danger anyway
1: right there's also going to be like six more trailers for you know so it's it's like all right i'll wait until like teasers are you know, whatever. Fucking like, whatever.
2: If it's a Nolan movie, it's like, it should just be like, you fucking know who you are. You're going to see it.
1: Yeah, you're going to see this fucking movie I made. Yeah. I'm I'm Christopher Nolan.
2: That's what trailers uh, should be, by the way.
1: What? Trailers like, should be? Like,
2: trailers should be like the, the alien trailer, the one where it's just like in space. No one right. can hear you. Like, that's what trailers should be. It's like, there's a movie called Alien. There's a fucking alien in it. There's going to be screaming. Right fucking figure it out Go yeah see hear me it. like
1: hear me out gray screen every trailer gray screen with black text just briefly describing the film
2: yeah title Silent, and then genre and then maybe yeah. like who's in it
1: and yeah that's it that's it yeah that's all you need it's all you need uh we should uh we should thank some producers before we get to uh i'm in the uh all right you, you want to do the second half or the first half i'll do the second half yeah, you will. Uh, big thank you to Hombre. Hombre, that's my grizzled voice. That's your apparently. grizzled voice, is, uh, humbrae, is a,
2: a, a child that, that lost a balloon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Thank you to the conveniently placed self destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's donuts and mortgage emporium. Thank you to Snapper Car punches God in the dick. He sure does. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Yeah. Thank you to Dracula the bus driving vampire. Ooh. Thank you to Brockaway loves the meat millie. And thank you to Night. Uh, sorry. Oh, sk- skipping right to the knife boot. David Knife Boot Henson. Thank you.
2: All right. Shout out to Grumblebee Screaming thank you. Horse Pyramid.
1: Thank you. Look, Ma, I'm on a podcast. Beautiful.
2: <laughs> uh, shout out to Seismic Charge Noise. shout out to deborah is awesome barbara is great and cancer can go to hell
1: thank you you got this next one you got this next one
2: uh let's see. uh Nota uh ultra microscopic sylvolcanoesiosis anti-disestablishmentarianism jones
1: Ooh, that was very good i was gonna help you Uh, Uh, i feel like i got most of it
2: i got like an 85 on that one yeah um shout out to the baby from eraserhead that's an eerie sponsor to have. Uh, yep. Shout out to Chiz Lily Tits, of course. Shout out to the seven bees. Thank you. And shout out to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. It's, I'm,
1: I'm so I'm so glad to have you here. Why? I don't know. I never get to podcast with you.
2: We've n- we don't do solo shows.
1: No, we don't. Too dangerous. It, it's, it's nice. It's too dangerous. Right? Yeah, of course it's nice. Yeah.
2: I, I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself as well. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny too because we got some trailers to discuss. And yeah. and bo- why you know... do
1: I, why do I hear? Oh, that's so weird. Sorry, I, I'm not going to edit this out. Or rather, Tom's not going to. I have OBS open as a redundancy. Yeah. And OBS does this thing where every now and then it'll play an ad, which is Jesus Christ. Not... Yeah, which is not good when you're for what trying it to re- record audio off your desktop that's some silly shit yeah it's very silly i think it was obs i don't know what else it could have been
2: yeah that's fucking weird leave it in it is weird if they if no i'm listen tom's
1: gonna be editing this he can do whatever he wants If somehow the
2: ad makes it onto the audio we can charge those people yeah
1: we'll just we'll
2: just go i will break their arms um man i gotta be honest man i'm I, when people were like marvel fatigue and everyone's like that's not a thing i'm like man i think it might be <laughs> like
1: marvel would, oh absolutely a thing like, someone oh so i i wish i could credit them we we did we did a review of thor and we were very fatigued of thor 4 uh which isn't to say there wasn't fun moments in that but uh did you see it i did Jeffrey? and i agree yeah um someone messaged me and again i wish i could credit you i'm sorry i just don't have your message in front of we me don't like you. and pointed out that it's really what it is is that the post-credit scenes in early marvel used to be like oh it's thor's hammer right it would be like oh dun, dun, dun thor's hammer is found and then the next movie would be thor mm-hmm. whereas now it's like hi i'm elf and oswald and then we don't know what the fuck that me- means for like well, 10 more movies I think like it's the post credit scenes aren't hyping people for the next thing. It's just like, here's an idea that might get paid off. I and now we're moving on.
2: Here's what I'm going to say from a comics fan perspective is that it's the because like in the phase one, it was all very generic fan service of people being like, I've heard of Thor. And now right. it's just like, here's Hercules or here's fucking Adam Warlock. Right. And shit and like that, like, And it's just like the and
0: that's, that's
2: the one where it's for me. Like that, that's where, like, the, right. the post credit scenes are for me. You know, where it's like, oh, like, Eternals right. had it's, a Star Fox sneak in there. It's just, getting,
1: like, more niche.
2: But it's its also, you'll notice that they're taking generic characters, but they're taking, like, people that are very zeitgeisty. Right. You know, because it was like, who was it? Harry Styles was playing uh, Star right. Fox. And then with Hercules with Thor, we got Brett Goldstein. Yeah. Uh friend of the show, Brett Goldstein. Mm. He did like the second mint on card, I think. It was like did the he? first oh, the second mint on card, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and then there's it's starting to all fall apart, obviously, is the other yeah. thing. There's a giant baby man that broke out of the earth. No one's been talking about it. And that, that's weird. That is insane you know? to,
2: Like that would have the cataclysms that would have happened with that, that that to me, where I'm just like, you guys just it it came right. up through the through the core of the planet.
1: Right, and people—I've seen people trying to justify it of being like, eh, it's such a wild world at this point that the people are desensitized to anything happening." No, and it's like, okay, well, if, if that was true, do you want that? Do you want that to be the universe where no one cares because everything is out of control? You know what I mean? Where it's like, that's not a good plot point. Yeah, <laughs> that the plot everybody point is-, is desensitized and yeah. depressed and no one cares. Yeah,
2: they need to take. As, hints of Astro City where like there needs to be one show that's like a Marvel's kind of thing which is taken you need to do one of these things where it's from the perspective of a powerless person yeah they uh, really do an Astro City or a powers or like or not power yeah powers but like Rick Jones from um like the Hulk and stuff as like that sidekick character. Like right. you need somebody to have the scope of danger or else we're just see like regular people, we're only seeing them when they're getting f- destroyed by like right. a huge battle.
1: Yeah, I would argue the Marvel movies have gotten farther and farther from that too, to the point that like characters that used to be characters we liked that were played the everyman, like when the character is now just in an Iron Man suit, right? uh uh jane foster is now thor so like they they're even just giving powers to people who didn't have powers i mean those
2: are just plot points from comics yeah. as well and like you know, oh, you know i'm sure gwyneth paltrow is just like all right so i'm done with these movies now
1: yeah. okay that's oh, fine yeah.
2: that's totally fine like put me in the yeah. suit that's her that's her exclamation point at the end of her run for fine. sure um
1: but it is like nobody everybody's just a fucking god now that it's like you know it's it's all the same old issues it's just so ramped up now this is all to say that we're getting into the comic-con it's actually why
2: i really liked hawkeye
1: yeah i really enjoyed the hawkeye series i had some issues with the last episode um but it's why i'm like the last episode made me scared for i i assume you liked hawkeye the same reason i did because he was a person yeah because he's a person and he's getting the shit kicked out of him all the time and that's why I, my favorite Marvel anything has been the Daredevil series. Yeah. And it's also because he's a person. And that's why I got really upset in Hawkeye where Kingpin is like superhuman in the last well, episode, practically. I mean, Kingpin, and it was like, what what the fuck, man? Here's the
2: thing is that Kingpin is essentially like a bodybuilder. Like, I know. Like, in the
1: comics, he's that's more close yeah. to him in the comics, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, much more. Of like, he's a powerhouse.
1: Um, right. I would just say... I didn't care about kingpin until yeah. vincent d'onofrio took the role and played it the way he did uh-huh. yeah fair yeah so like that's i guess that's what i like about daredevil is it grounded everything in a way that was kind of doable you know obviously like what's this fuck uh bullseye is yeah. Superhuman, like there's some stuff they couldn't, you know. There's fucking the, Electra yeah, comes back they, from the dead.
2: I, the all the all the Daredevil stuff, they did a really good job of pairing it up with comic storylines. Like right. they did a, such a better job of doing it than like a lot of the other MCU big budget stuff. Like I feel like the stuff that's on the ground does a much better job of yeah of relating a comics property just because it has a it's a, there's less stakes maybe where it's, may, it's maybe, not a yeah. billion dollar movie you know like
1: yeah. yeah yeah someone pointed out hell's kitchen is like a couple blocks <laughs> like it's not that big which is very funny uh, when you think about daredevil just protecting like you know like yeah. a, a small part of a city yeah uh uh but like that's why i'm a little nervous because some of these trailers bring him back and i know they're one of the announcements is they're bringing back daredevil and it's just like uh, you better get all the same people behind the camera because that that, there was a reason we liked that show and if disney just makes it another disney plus show you know like most uh,
2: i think they're gonna do a good job i think if you look at how they did moon Knight.
1: I like, haven't seen Moon Knight yet but it looked
2: that, good. Not that Moon Knight is particularly good. It's it's very middle of the road, but they 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 Disney Plus for the most part they know what they're doing as in like they're like I think it's Kevin Feige primarily like that knows like okay this character needs to have these things. And with think- Daredevil it has to be street. Like even in the comics he very rarely runs into like overpowered characters it's almost always him dealing with street level bullshit and like, right. organized crime that's why the kingpin is is his foil
1: it's so for me it's more of that i i actually do have faith in kevin feige and his his understanding because obviously yeah. i'm scared of what disney's gonna do well, th- I'm scared I'll tell of you them what going. Do. The, I so they've been rolling out like their violent content on Disney Plus, and so to me that says they're they're gearing up to do a another violent, gritty Daredevil. So I'm I'm not too worried. It's yeah. just like you know they could fuck it up.
2: Yeah. Well, he, it's funny because you're like I'm I'm afraid of what Disney Plus is going to do, and our first thing is literally what Disney Plus is going to do.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> our first thing is I am Groot. Uh and this is the Groot mini series shorts. It's like a series of shorts
2: with baby Groot.
1: With baby Groot, which I feel like we are kind of like th- this should have been out a year or two ago, right? Minimum. Like Groot's yeah. not a baby anymore. Uh
2: No, he's like a he's like a a young adult.
1: Yeah, it feels like they really dragged ass on this. I I
2: shouldn't hate this, but I totally
1: hate this. <laughs> Who is behind it? Is it um, James Gunn or is it someone else? I
2: would assume it's probably not James Gunn.
1: Because what they're I don't doing know. is. I'll look it up.
2: This is just. This is clearly a toy commercial in a way yeah, that I we mean, haven't it's seen it's listed in a as long...
1: animated series. So it's not even listed as a live action. It's yeah. so CGI that that's just. I
2: appreciate that. I appreciate that they're keeping it, although that's probably so they can pay people less. Um.
1: Yep, there's no, yeah, uh, James Gunn's name is nowhere. He's producing it. That's it. And it uh, apparently um, uh, Bradley Cooper's also in it. So we're going to get some rocket. Some rocket. Uh, is Vin Diesel playing yeah. the voice?
2: What's that? Is Vin Diesel in it?
1: Yeah. Okay, so Groot. they
2: did use him, yeah.
1: I think it's going to be, I, I actually, I'm a little more optimistic about it. Only in the sense that Groot, is baby group you know is like notorious for like going off on its own on his own little,
0: little
1: you know he runs yeah. off that's Cause, the whole well, deal cause th-
2: these are these are like mini
1: yeah and so i assume that's what it's going to be is times where like they land on a planet and group runs off yeah these are know? shorts
2: right it's yeah. a series of shorts as opposed to like a like a show
1: yeah i don't think it's going to be I, yeah i don't think it's going to matter in terms of plot i think it's just going to be fun and it's probably going to be aimed more at kids, right? Clearly. Yeah, and so I think for what it is trying to be, I guess I just I don't have any problem with that, right? Where it's like, yeah, this this is all kind of for kids. It should, you know, I get, like, obviously it's not, but, like, it's, it's supposed to be family-friendly entertainment, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it makes sense to have things specifically aimed at kids. Right. Uh, and it's kind of like... I don't know. The the narrative, the it the world doesn't really matter in terms of protecting anything. You know, like they, they can have their own fucking Muppet babies, this is it's, my point. Well, where it's yeah, like this, this is fuck it.
2: I was gonna say this is the baby Yoda show in the Marvel universe. Like yeah. if they made a show that was just baby Yoda doing little shit, you I feel like it would kinda get old. But also at the same time they have professionals working on this. Like it'll probably be clever.
1: yeah i don't think it's for me or anything like i I get why you're not into this for sure it's like
2: it sort of reminds me of like i remember do you remember that movie the happy time murders yeah
1: i do i sure do
2: and it was like the idea great but the execution was was just the joke was that the puppets were saying fuck
1: yeah it was and so like the the uh, original production art for happy time murders and the knowledge that it was um what's his name, son? Brian Henson. Um, it was Brian Henson. Yeah, it was Brian Henson. It was like, oh my god, this looks so cool. It's all noir and shit. Like they presented it as a noir film. And then when it came out, it was just a broad comedy with yeah, the oh well, look, the Muppets are jizzing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, man, and this that was is a the bummer.
2: punchline. The 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 unfortunate part is the inclusion of Melissa McCarthy was a double-edged sword because she was clearly the best part of that movie but i right. know she had a lot of creative input with her husband on the on the movie right it's and the that thing where was that's yeah. the bad part like she was great performance wise but her existence in production is not
1: right it's like bringing will smith in it's like will smith has talked about how he was glad he wasn't in the matrix and he's not wrong because if Will Smith had become part of the, the Matrix series, it would have become a Will Smith movie. Yeah. The same way uh, – yeah. Melissa McCarthy is the same way, where it's just like – it's not – I don't have a problem with what they do. They're very yeah. funny. They're very entertaining. Uh, but if they are in a movie that's supposed to be of certain tone yeah and they are not of that tone then it changes the movie in a way that might ruin it you yeah. know
2: that's the had note- will
1: Smith been in the Matrix it would have been a disaster
2: yeah. that's the note I'm getting with Groot is like you're gonna do the one thing and it'll be funny the first three times right. and then after a while I'm gonna be like ah oh, because he doesn't understand
1: right Groot Got was it. sort of I get the impression that they it it, it really is one note because Groot was a blast in the first guardians and then they've sort of just been trying to find new ways to make Groot entertaining and god james gunn very smart idea is to start Groot as a baby and have him be a teenager and then all you know hit all these stages because it gives Groot stuff to do otherwise it is very like one note right it's just this tree that says i am Groot and it's like okay got it you know uh so i think baby Groot they've sort of gotten all they could out of baby group
2: well they're going back yeah. to the lemon to juice it so let's see um mm-hmm. the next one however i'm very excited about
1: yeah so we covered the first she hulk trailer mm-hmm. um on hypecast and i did not have a good things to say i i thought it did not look I, I i was more of like it was more like the trailer was like was like look at this lady she can't have it all and that was it this trailer, mm, I am way more excited for this now.
2: Yeah, so, uh, so what we're seeing here, and the two the two things I see in this that are very important is, um, it has the fourth wall breaking that was introduced in John Byrne's run because John Byrne did yeah. an excellent run in the '80s um, of She Hulk, which is very good and can kind of give us, you know, I guess a good way to look at it would be like the flea bag kind of existence here right with- and i
1: i like how they handle it where fucking bruce banner has no idea what she's doing yeah uh i does she have any crossover with fucking deadpool is deadpool gonna be involved they're, they're in she-hulk
2: in this show probably not but that's you a know, shame i think they've bumped into each other before and i think they've even yeah i'll have to look into that but um it but it takes the thematic points of dan slot's run which is a perfect run of comics where she is essentially the official lawyer to the superpowered community and that right. that run is so She's good. She's Harvey Birdman. Yeah. yeah, if you if you guys ever get a chance to to read the the Dan Slott run of She-Hulk, it's so perfect. Um, yeah. It's it's just a, it's just great. Like this is done very well. Um I I'm I'm not fully iffy on the part where it, like they're making it seem like she's stronger than the hulk i don't Um, mind that i I mean i I
1: just or rather i just don't care
2: yeah well there's sort of a there's a litmus that no character is stronger than the hulk um and the point interesting and the point with you know the the um jessica character here is that uh and, and then i get no jennifer walters Jessica Walters is a totally different, important person. Different person, uh, yeah. The Jennifer, like, her point was that she wasn't yet quite the Hulk, but she was able to keep her wits, her brains, and her legal practice. So she right. she kind of was allowed to be more of like a celebrity version of a Hulk that while she's not the the storm that the Incredible Hulk is with the same raging power, she's, she's actually a much more useful Existence.
1: Yeah, this is um being created by uh, what? How do you pronounce this last name? Jessica Gao. G-A-O. I think so, Yeah. Gao. Uh, which it should be noted, she's the writer of the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. There you go. Uh, and so the that uh, that's for me that means a lot because that as as much as people are sick of you know are probably sick of the pickle rick stuff that was a very good episode yeah, it's right? not the
2: episode's fault it's so good yeah exactly like, like um it, and I get that yeah
1: i really want this to have more of an adult tone like that and the the fact that the, so this teases daredevil mm-hmm. uh and so daredevil again is an adult show right and he's an attorney and i guess what
2: and he's also an attorney
1: he also yeah you're right which is
2: which is the important thing and probably why he's involved in this
1: i've also heard that spider-man is going to start existing with daredevil more like they're talking about them being the more street level
2: yeah like they're gonna they're gonna
1: bring i don't know if that's true my point being that i hope what i'm hoping is that what i was circling again with daredevil is i hope they don't make daredevil more family friendly i hope they are bold enough to do less family friendly content I th- to match daredevil i think and some- i kind of want she hulk to be that
2: i think something like i am groot is a good example of how they're probably going to do what you want because they're also making the offerings
1: exactly yeah so i'm really hoping this will be very adult uh very weird very funny um and and uh i'm also kind of hoping that they don't try to reform abomination that's one of those things that marvel has this bad habit of doing which is taking villains and then being like, "See, they're all right. We love them now," and 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 it's like, I don't know. Loki kind of a mass murderer, but sure, I guess we love him now, you know. And there's yeah. like, they're well, circling that. I feel like I in mean, this trailer,
2: he was already a pre-reformed character because he was doing what he could to prevent the scourge of the Hulk. Like he was like signing up, like the yeah, government, and then, signed he, him and then up. he
1: murders. He murders cops like he murders yeah. C- yeah, he, civilians. He, 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 he murders also, people. He goes on his killing spree.
2: I would say that the legality aspect of that is like how much of that is the drug that the government injected him with.
1: Right. He, I mean, he injected him himself.
2: But you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's all he volunteers for a governmental project. Then this thing happens. And it's like, all right, well, whose fault is right. this? Which is, I guess, I mean, I'm guessing that that's literally the plot point
1: right um, yeah that uh, that that does make sense and she's having to defi- uh, defend him if they can retroactively uh, justify it i guess that's all right but i'm still kind of sick of that trend uh, apparently frogman's in this
2: yeah well the uh, the, the thing that's so this imp- is
1: going to be straight up harvey birdman shit it's, right it's important like to that's know, what we're gonna get
2: david it's important to know that the she hulk comics have always been comedy what since since John Byrne's run, they've always been comedic. It's not there was the Savage yeah, She-Hulk that, makes that started in 1979, which was like kind of a mediocre title, and then when John Byrne took over, it became very funny, and then Dan Slott really I think elevated it to a killer level.
1: So this is pretty exciting. That-
2: yeah, like I'm very excited for that because it it is. You know we've got we've scratched the surface of Marvel where we can get these weird esoteric characters that I'm like
1: finally. Well, yeah, it's just starting to get it's it's that meta it it's Marvel I think at this point kind of needs to like weirdly enough do what DC is starting to do which is Marvel should just fracture itself right like it should just start. Like I, we talked about this when we uh, did a review of the uh, of Eternals, which is like, why couldn't Eternals had just been another universe? Well, like not even connect. Like, why couldn't Marvel just say this is a separate film series? I'll, I'll, it's I, not. We're not going to connect it with the multiverse. It's just a different narrative. There's they can't do that. They they have this this that problem where everything has to be connected, which I know is like the comics, but. Yeah, it makes it so that everything at this point is this uh, it's very much Rick and Morty where nothing matters. It's this big nihilistic mess with stuff I kind of like in it. But I think the thing that always constantly drags them down is the need to connect it all.
2: Yeah, that but that uh, here's what I'll say. Is that the advent of Marvel Comics in the Silver Age? This is it's good that you have me on here, David. It's very good. I know it is. That's why
1: I brought, uh, I asked you to be on.
2: One of the things that was very important in Marvel Comics, because remember, Marvel Comics didn't start being Marvel Comics the way we know of it until 1961, right? uh, Which means that DC Comics, publishing in 1939 with with Superman, they had like a 20 year sort of bump in there one of the things about it was superman's in metropolis batman's in gotham we have keystone city we have all these different cities that aren't real and these characters would occasionally interact but they're off doing their own things in this fantasy world marvel very smartly said you know we're going to ground this where these people live in the same city and that city is new york city and there's going to be some shit and people are crossing over immediately. You know, the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, he's like try he goes to the Fantastic Four for financial help. Right. And it's like that that's important to the history of Marvel that it is grounded in the same area whereas DC has always been this Marvel's been so much better at keeping continuity at least at least a little bit where DC just like lets shit go wild and then just hits reset all the time.
1: Yeah. It's, I so that, I honestly think ultimately that's the better thing to do.
2: This it's in it's also in the spirit of their histories. I think right. accidentally maybe. Because I just think that Warner Brothers doesn't know how to have this property. I just don't think right. they do. I think they don't know what they're doing with it, which is fine. I think Disney and Marvel do a much better job of that, I think. Oh, for sure. And I think the other thing too, is like big events that happen don't necessarily, we don't necessarily hear about them. Like, like something happens in moon night, for example, we're probably not going to hear about that primarily because how many like bus bombings do you hear, you know, like across the world, like how much national or global news do you know for real? Not as much as we're used to.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's it's the problem is that when it all translates to film, and this is what forever bothers people like myself and, you know, a lot of film nerds and stuff like that, is when it becomes the number one thing that every other film is modeling itself under, um, it's really disappointing how careless they are narratively and the and how well, everything connects and the logic starts falling apart. And the always defense is like, oh, it's it's like the comics. It's fun. Just relax. The problem is that it's, it's, it's now affecting everything. And it's the number one thing in the world in terms of films. Mm-hmm. And it is narrative nonsense. Uh, and the tone is all over the place. And so it's it's that thing where you can't get over the fact of like what works for comics I don't think works for what makes films good. Yeah, sure. And and what makes TV necessarily good, and that's why it's like I uh, man, I wish they could just break some of this stuff up or stop oversaturating everything. I mean, it's the Marvel fatigue, and I I don't think I don't I don't think I'm alone, and I think a lot of the Marvel fatigue is people having trouble identifying what it is, which is that it's nothing really matters anymore in these series, and they're the biggest series around and that's a problem uh but we've talked about that many many times yeah. already uh because again there's still some really good shit here she hulk is one of them i'm i'm enjoying yeah. like that's the thing is like so someone put it uh, it was um actually small beans they were talking about the concept of the sympathetic sympathy for like a, a racist white guy and how like the concept of redemption is not a bad thing it's that when there's like a million stories doing that same sympathetic white guy storyline yeah. you you start getting sick of it right yeah the, the idea this, that
2: there's that there is punishment for for villains that deserve punishment i think red skull well, is a good the, example the idea, of
1: that no i just mean the, they were ta- small bees was talking about actually life aquatic okay. of uh bill murray's character in that or like You know, you got you have your your Sherlock Holmes type characters, you have your Rick Rick's uh, you where it's the same. It's the same idea of this guy's a bastard. But, oh, look, he's really crying inside. That's a that's a cliche that's now that oversaturated. Right. Everything And so it's, like, the cliche itself alone is fine. Like, uh, you have no problem with it. But then when it's everywhere, and it's sort of the same thing, which is, like, She-Hulk, I'm really excited for. But, like, fourth wall, meta, the, like, Harvey Birdman of it all, the, like, oh, nothing matters. It gets irritating when it's everything, when it floods everything, when all of these movies are now just this, like, chaotic madness where it's like who gives a fuck there's multiverse nothing matters the rules are inconsistent every movie just have fun with it but that's everything i mean it's like man i i really want stuff that matters too well
2: well, that that seems uh a little contradictory to what you were saying earlier about the um wanting like being more like dc which is having a multiverse and then marvel coming in right the reason i want
1: it more like dc where there's more standalone stuff Mm -hmm. is that when it's standalone it's easier to actually matter like the new batman uh it's they're able to say okay forget the snyderverse We're, we're gonna make this grounded thing that could be a standalone movie that's what i mean is where where you when everything is connected in this big web then it's like nothing it 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 all starts becoming this big blob and the fact that it's you can't tell these like standalones it feels like they're unable to tell standalone stories that aren't going to branch off into you know four or five films because of the nature of what they do now Mm -hmm. uh no one can really die much nothing can really progress
2: oh yeah Uh, nothing can end oh yeah what's the next trailer we're doing
1: i know the next trailer we're doing looks great it does and again this is what i mean is that there are good things in marvel it's the oversaturation that's yeah that's the 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 exhaustion of it all yes yeah i think because we're doing there's nothing wrong with meta stuff there's nothing wrong with um it's just the fact that they want to have it all and the next one is black panther wakanda forever which my god what a fucking trailer dude
2: i feel like i'm just gonna think about this dude being dead in real life for like I know. Most of I know. Movie. It's sad. Like I get it, and I bet it's going to be awesome. And like, Man Coogler does a hell of a job with this stuff. But yeah, this
1: man, reminded be, me. I'm this trailer s- reminded me how much I like the first Black Panther. Oh,
2: it's because so good.
1: It, the the one of the best things about the first Black Panther is that the action is very, it's very practical, except or at for, least it seems. It.
2: Except for the finish.
1: Except <laughs> for the finish. The finish is some terrible CGI uh that that's that the marvel issue where it's like in the end they have to fight and it's like ah oh, but do they could couldn't they have just like talked it out uh but nope they gotta fight but like everything up until that point i remember the car chase scene so fucking good oh yeah uh, it's
2: great it's so good and brilliant And
1: yeah and looking at this trailer is like oh man now i remember it's so good
2: yeah it's definitely this worth is... watching again
1: oh for sure
2: yeah um, definitely something I'm looking forward to. And another something with Marvel energy.
1: Oh, are we skipping right over Black Panther?
2: Oh, I thought we just pretty much covered it, but
1: Yeah, I mean there is it's it's hard. There's not much to say except this trailer is fucking great. Uh and I'm very excited for this one.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. it it just I don't I feel like you know, I don't know what they're This is one of those do. ones that we're not being like, "Hey, you guys." Who do
1: you think? Who do you think is going to be the new Black Panther?
2: Well, it's sh- they showed that we got a minute. It looked like Mbaku had the the outfit on. I think
1: you know what I think. I think it'll be John Krasinski. Finally, they'll bring in John Krasinski playing but himself, the actor.
2: I thought it was going to be John Krasinski as um, oh god, I, of course I blanked out his name. The Amazon dipshit that know. he plays. Who's the guy? What's the show on him? Jack Ryan. Jack it's Ryan. Gonna yeah. Jack, he's going to be Black Ryan, or or, or Jack <laughs> Panther. Either way,
1: Jack Panther. Yeah, no, that's what people want.
2: Yeah, that's the fan casting <laughs> we've all been looking for.
1: Yeah. No, um, this is this is the deal. That no, this is the whole deal with Marvel. That's so frustrating. Is that I get so fatigued, and then they're like, "Hey, check out this Black Panther trailer," and it's like, "Fuck, man. All right, I'll <laughs> see that." Fuck.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, come on
1: yeah like how can i not that looks great um speaking of things that look great yeah next trailer is shazam fury of the gods oh
2: so refreshing
1: i'm seeing this just for helen Mirren.
2: the fa- okay so like i loved the first shazam and a lot of people I- were like is it, do you like because it? it was a marvel movie in dc and i'm like i don't know maybe the dc <laughs> yeah, movies the dc movies are so up their own ass
1: they're joyless
2: every every times you see Zack snyder's fingerprint on one of these dc movies you're like i fucking this is obnoxious it's obnoxious so the fact that they were like let's have fun and i was like oh man i did you you could do that in a dc movie (laughs) it's so fun the part where you know um what's his name is doing the monologue in the sky and he's like i can't hear you like yeah that was
1: one of those jokes that was like why hadn't anybody done that before
2: um so this looks like it's just as fun with Helen Mirren.
1: Yeah, here's what I'll say: the Shazams for me was kind. of, Well, he mentions Fast and the Furious in this. They're the same way, which is like I see them once, I enjoy it, and then I move on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this once, enjoying it, and moving on. Yeah. Uh, and Helen Mirren, and as in any evil superpowered person, that alone is like, yeah, I'm 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 into that.
2: I went for you know? I went for a run around Christmas time and I ran past her in Burbank. And nice. it took me like it took me a second cuz I was just like who's this beautiful grandma? It looks like Helen Mirren. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I was like that can't be Helen Mirren because she probably lives in England. Right. Uh, cuz I'm an idiot. And then I like went home and I googled it and I was like oh yeah that was probably Helen Mirren.
1: Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean I still with this I still have the same issue which is that even the meta commentary of superhero stuff has gotten old. So yeah. like I'm just I just feel like we've milked this cow. I Like, like we we've but, the cow is a husk. I, I, and I, but, and that's my overall feeling of superhero stuff which is like all every now and then there's something where I'm like, ooh, I like who's in that or that looks fun." But generally speaking, I I just am not blown away anymore. Conceptually
2: and, this is refreshing. Because it's a family of children that have super, that become super powered adults with the brains of children. And right. The, that's a that, fun idea for that sure. To me, that has real like Jumanji energy and the fun you can have with it.
1: Right. And but th- the the general framework of, okay, here's a person with powers. There's some world ending issue. Things are bursting out of the ground, whatever. Like that's the stuff where my eyes just glaze over now hmm well but there's nothing there's nothing that can be done about that it's all the same you know what i mean it's 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 guardians of the galaxy with the big blob eating everything it's it's the blue thing in the sky it's it's the fact that like you're right is the the shazam the premise of the heroes themselves is very fun and which is why i'm excited for this but it's it's sort of the idea of like when you look back at 80s action and they're all kind of the same Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many that we just forgot about, you know, where it's like fucking these, like, you know, gunfights at docks and like, he's a renegade cop, that stuff, you know what I mean? Which isn't yeah. to say there aren't good ones. It's just that there's so many now that I've, I've just detached myself. Like, I again, Helen Mirren looks great in this. the I love the concept of Shazam, but
2: mm-hmm. I'm that's in. sort of it i'm 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 so into this one
1: i know uh, you are
2: i just I, I like i like that it's a refreshing way to do a superhero thing where it's not just like i have powers whoa it's just like this is a fucking child right uh, and now it's other children and that's just really fun to me
1: it's child um, soldiers yeah
2: speaking of, uh this next one is almost infuriating when i think about the budget
1: Oh, man, is, this costs so much. This is the newest trailer for The Rings of Power. See, now, this is the stuff that, personally, I'm like, yeah, give me more of this. Sure. Uh, because, well, okay, yes and no. As like, we've, we've talked very cynically about this in the sense that, like, this is a lead-up to a way more important story. But watching this trailer, it's like, mm, that, that does look like some fucking Lord of the Rings bullshit.
2: Yeah. I, what I like... Okay. First off, I like that there was like colorblind casting,
0: uh, which is
2: yeah, me too. Which I like mostly because it makes bad people upset. Like that's the thing. Like (laughs) I should like it for for much more progressive reasons. But the big reason is like I like making racists mad.
1: Yeah, I also just when when you cast in a colorblind way suddenly the world opens up to you. You could have a bunch of even better, like you have a wider selection of really good actors and actresses. I would like to
2: add that uh, colorblind casting in this case means uh, there's a black guy.
1: Right. Also, I wouldn't call it colorblind because it's a fucking fantasy universe. So it's like, I don't know the fans, I saw the fans get more upset that the elf uh, wasn't black, but had short hair, which I guess is like a thing, a Tolkien thing which is like no they should have long hair and yeah, it's like yeah maybe that's okay.
2: part of the story you fucking dipshits <laughs>
1: like, yeah i don't know um
2: this I, is... like, here's how dumb i am dave is as I, was, <laughs> as I was watching this i was like i wonder if this is part of the peter jackson continuity and then i was like oh this <laughs> is from the books uh right? like that's how that's how that's how marvel has ingrained and dc have ingrained into my brain at this point in time because when they showed the balrog and he looked just like the balrog from fellowship in the two towers i was like oh it's like it's the same guy and then i'm like you fucking idiot <laughs> of course like, it's the same I, I felt so stupid
1: yeah these things happen no it's really hard because i guarantee it is part of the quote-unquote peter jackson version like I don't know. I heard they don't have the rights, so I heard that it's not technically, like, legally speaking. No, but it's like, no, it's all part of the same universe, yeah, obviously. It's people got mad books, at what Sauron man. looked like, like.
2: Yeah, who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I heard Sauron is like can change appearances, so it doesn't matter. I I don't know much about the books to be honest. Honestly,
2: um, same. You know why? Because I'm not a fucking nerd.
1: Yeah, same, same. I was doing cool Absolutely. shit no i i love existing in this universe so i'm gonna give this a shot uh just because i don't know it's nostalgic you watched all
2: Stahl- three hobbit movies right
1: yeah yeah no it's it's i'm and gonna give it a good, shot so like for the cares? same reason people like superhero movies and i get mad it's because i this is the thing i like and it's the thing i had as a kid or not as a kid as a 20 year old as an irresponsible 20 year old um the lord or the lord of the rings so like it just it it looks it looks very much like lord of the rings and less like the hobbit does that make sense yes too? no no no
2: it, it looks more expansive and less stretched out to be in through three movies because they wanted to make more money off of them
1: yeah it just <laughs> it, also visually and this is weird because it's probably packed with cgi but oh, yeah. like it it actually looks less because like the original lord of the rings there was a lot more matte paintings and yeah. models and practical stuff this looks like that which isn't to say it is that it just means that cgi has gotten so good that i can't tell the difference anymore because uh, the hobbit looked like crap yeah it I
2: looked thought. like absolute shit um I would add, though, that seeing the budget of this is a little infuriating when I think about how both The Tick and Van Johnson were canceled prematurely. Because they were like, we just don't have the money for it. And it's just like, you got the money, you motherfuckers.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. What is this, like, fucking 30 million in episodes? It has to be crazy. Yeah. And they're betting big on this. And I I, I think this is actually the right time, because I think the nostalgia for Lord of the Rings is... Is yeah, like all pre- the people in their twenties grew up on Lord of the Rings? It's prequel right?
2: nostalgia. Yeah, it's like the Star yeah. Wars prequel nostalgia.
1: Exactly. So it's now is the time for this. Yeah. I hope it does well, but more importantly, I hope it's good.
2: Yes, uh, I do because I I hope it's good. I hope it doesn't do well only because I want Amazon sure. to fold in on itself and die.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, down with Amazon. <laughs>
2: steal someone's amazon account yeah and watch it dude that's what i'm gonna do so
1: yeah it's yeah i don't want amazon to be fucking buying up what is medical companies next yeah i don't i don't need
2: that no again i cannot stress enough it's like stop fucking using amazon everybody
1: just stop Mm -hmm. just but stop it. in terms of the actual um show the other thing the other reason i do want it to be good uh is because i don't Really have a serious TV show that I've glommed onto. Have you? Do you have any like, like um, serious, uh, long going? I don't. I don't really have that. I have the I've boys,
2: re- that, which yeah, that's not. I wouldn't call that serious. The bear, yeah. maybe the bear.
1: Yeah, I need to start with the bear. Everybody's talking about the bear. Um, I would
2: say. Oh, you know what? Actually, there is kind of one. It's 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 silly, but like because of I was doing a panel even though it's for uh, a cast member for the walking dead and so i had to in my research i had to watch a bunch of it and i kind of like got back on that track where i'm starting oh, to walking watch dead. that show yeah. again and so now i'm getting caught up on this show that i quit and gave up on like um within three seasons i was like ah, i'm done with this i um,
1: enjoyed the fact that the walking dead would kill people uh oh yeah and, and and like it became almost a cliche on the show, but it was nice to see characters just come and go so fast. Uh, yeah, I, I got as I get as far as Negan. I got up to Negan yep. and then I dropped off not for any. I wasn't like, fuck this. You know, it was just like one day I was like, oh, yeah, I stopped watching that. Yeah. Uh. So I don't know. Good on you. <laughs> i need to finish succession i haven't finished succession
2: I've, i haven't started succession
1: that's a lot of fun i'm sure yeah I'm sure. Yeah. well it's uh, actually it, it is isn't. it isn't it's 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 kind of it's almost like the sopranos where you're following bad people the difference is it almost feels too real because they're like like the sopranos it's like in a more abstract unless you're directly having issues with the mob uh but succession it's like oh, I hate these people because I know them. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is a specific type of person that's ruining America right now. So it's a little harder, uh, yeah. but it's still very fascinating. Yeah. You want to talk about Me Time? I... Kinda.
2: I this, feel like... So how is this... I, I was, this is like... This looks like a fake movie.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for, like, the premise to happen. You know what I mean? Where it's... So it's it's uh, fucking Kevin Hart who's gets some me time from his family to hang out with Mark Wahlberg, who's having like a birthday party. That's really like, uh, like this big, uh, wild birthday party. And I was like, and you know, like, Oh, are they going to get stuck in the woods? Is something going to happen? But no, that seems to be it. That's the movie. It's just he goes on a wacky, uh, like a party. Yeah, he's like, with Mark, Mark Wahlberg. It's like
2: also the, yeah, the two main white guys are Mark Wahlberg and Andrew Santino, which that's just like an asshole yeah. factory where I'm just like, oh, God, no. That's like, yeah. poor little, I, uh, little 5'8 Mark Wahlberg. He's like, hey, it's my 54th birthday or my 44th birthday. And it's like, buddy. Yeah. You're over 50, and we know that. Yeah, you,
1: you're far. You're way over 50, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh Whatever.
2: Sure. It's, you know what? I it, it's that thing where I'm glad Kevin Hart finally can make some money.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's
2: really been put upon. Um,
1: right.
2: So it's, a, it's good. It's going to be this. it's, I, there's going to be a lot of the same gags that you saw, I think in Jumanji, which is like, get it. I'm little and right. and bad things happen. Like he definitely is not afraid to make himself the butt of the joke. This um, is
1: one that, like, I assume this was written by, like, someone who writes Kevin Hart stuff. You know, like, we ever seen these comedies guy, where you're it? like...
2: Or is it the director? Is it... Who directed... Because it was, like, from the director of I Love You Man, or was it the writer?
1: Right. It's just one of those comedies where you look at it and you're like, how did this... No, this isn't something where, like, someone put this script on the blacklist and it got great reviews you know what i mean yeah like this isn't this is like an internal script where they're like i need another project and someone goes oh okay let me whip something together that's what it feels like where it's like we need a vehicle for kevin hart and mark Wahlberg." yeah Uh, something we can shoot in like a month you got anything and it's like yeah let me give me give me a week
2: i'm incredibly surprised that rose byrne is not a character in this movie as rose byrne feels like she is like the go-to insert for these like studio comedies. Yeah. Where they're just like we need the we need the 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 sexy wife that's over it. And it's right? Like fucking Rose Byrne baby.
1: Of course. But they're all making like it's that thing. It's like the Adam Sandler movies where it's like clearly there's some spreadsheet where they know if we spend this amount of money, we get this amount of money back. And that's all it is. Yeah. Right? And so it's cynical as shit. Like it's no it's I I'm you know it's just as kind of upsetting as you know the, the my frustrations with the marvel system yeah. or any big studio stuff um i guess it's just because these are so off the radar you don't think about them as much but they're it's a they're, they're means, massive you know it's, ma-
2: they're massive they're massive money makers, man they're they're yeah. just fa- they're family they're family well, and, they are, and young adult comedies
1: i don't they're not massive money ma- that's the thing is they're so well, it's they're, like it's the difference between when you play poker and you, like, go all in on a risky hand. You, d- you oh, do, like, they're Maverick.
2: They're reliable.
1: Yeah, exactly. As opposed to you're just doing the pot odds and, like, sitting there and doing the math quietly mm-hmm. and you're slowly making money over time. That's what this is. It's them, yeah. like, weighing the pot odds and just sort of yeah. making these incremental they'll, amounts of money. They'll
2: profit $30 million off of this or something. Yeah, and, and yeah. And will be good. Now, speaking, I've never seen any of these mixed movies, by the way.
1: Oh, they're my favorite. I've Jeff. heard they're great. Well, depends on what you call great. So the next trailer is for the TV show National Treasure Edge of History, which you asked in the notes. Nicolas Cage is not in these. All right. Well, so I would argue I don't care nearly as much. But I might love this.
2: Well, the thing about it is, and, and this is very important for you to recognize, David, is the woman that they showed us in this very short thing is very attractive. She is. <laughs> so good I'm like, well, that's you know, good, that's a good reason for me to watch something.
1: Yeah, it's a teaser. It's just like a lady looking at a map. And she like wink <laughs> and at the map, and or then something? she's hot. Here's the thing, Jeff, is we are in an age now where treasure hunting movies are few and far in between right yeah and as someone who loves treasure hunting movies i have to accept that i i can take whatever i get it's basically superhero movies in the 90s yeah. superhero movie in the 90s the, was described the same way the, right i
2: would say even the 80s yeah
1: when you look Where at you like watch...
2: michael douglas you know jewel of the Nileing and shit like that yeah. or indiana jones and shit you know like
1: right well that was that was some good treasure hunting my point is that like there was a time where a superhero film fan would watch steel and be like "Mm, yeah i'm gonna suck the fucking marrow out of that this is
2: all we have yeah that's me seeing tank girl on opening day
1: exactly and so treasure hunting movies it's kind of that where i just take whatever i can get so you know i'll I'll watch this i'll watch it and i'll fucking love it it seems like as much as i can is
2: that what the librarians was because it feels like that's what the librarians was
1: the librarians is like mm, the librarians is is like when you eat the dog food in Wolfenstein because you're dying. It's real. It's really fucking bleak. <laughs> it is. It's that, like uh, last. That resort. might be the
2: best way to describe that specific event.
1: <laughs> and that's what it is. All right. It's fucking. Mm, it's it's bad. It's real bad. National treasures are also very bad. Uh, they are right, National treasures are to heist or are to treasure hunting movies. What the now you see me's are to heist movies.
2: Oh, okay. does that make sense? Yes. We're
1: like, they're not smart in can any I, way. Can I
2: say something, David? What? I've never seen the now you see me movies. Oh. There's just so many movies that I see the trailer for and I'm like,
1: nah, I'm good. No, you don't need to see those. They, yeah. So what I mean by that is for people who haven't seen the, the now you see me is that when they do the heist, it's always not. It's not smart. You know what I mean? Where like yeah. it's not like oh we did this cool thing. It's like the yada yada stuff. Or they make up technology. Or they say like yeah. oh yeah he simply put this thing next to the key card and that yeah. made it unlock. And it's like okay, so that that's not so, like yeah. it, where For, like a writer isn't trying. They're it's like the it, same with National Treasure.
2: It's like an Ocean's Thirteen, where you're yeah, like exactly. you see Ocean's Eleven and you're like damn this is great, and then you see the other yeah. ones and you're like. Goddamn Ocean's Eleven was great.
1: Right, exactly. And that's what National Treasure is. It's just like, haha! did you know there was a treasure under the fucking Mount Rushmore? And it's like, what the fuck, man? That's and the clues awesome, are always you know? so stupid and weird. Yeah. And it's all I can get, and I love them. Yeah. I love them. I all love right. them.
2: I love them. I love that okay. you love them.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, you want to thank some more producers? Because we're not doing news stories. Sure. We have. We have... We are halfway through the trailers, Jeff. Jesus Christ, we're gonna have to pick this up a little bit. Let's
2: move it. Let's move it.
1: <laughs> um. All right. Big, big thank you to Davy Francis Nine. Davy goes to hell.
2: Um. Where, uh, where? I don't see these. Oh, okay. Here they. Are. Oh, scroll down. You I see, see them? there. Yeah.
1: Uh. Thank you to Oh Great. It's that guy. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you to Definitely Not Guillermo del Toro. I don't believe you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Uh. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Han Tumi, the confused cyborg.
2: I would like to thank Asking Seven.
1: Thank you. Let's
2: thank Happy Ed 209. Thank you. Manashevich Molotov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades.
1: Thank you.
2: Special thanks to Tiger Drawers. Pratt Thompson sings, raindrops keep falling on my head.
1: Thank you. Beautiful.
2: Shout out to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Shout out to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Thank you. Shout out to J- uh, Pete Vorpigel, Vorpagel. Vorp-
1: for Pagel. Vorpagel. Vorpagel. Yeah, That's how we've been saying it.
2: And, of course, pre-order Jason Pargen's new book. Pre-orders are super important.
1: It's true. Thank you. Okay. I went for More Radio trailers. DJ on that one. That was pretty good. I liked it. Hey, this um, next
2: movie, I feel like even uncomfortable that we have to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, in uh, so we, my fucking god, I, I I apologize, but it has to be talked about. This is all like broad comedies, <laughs> superhero, Comic Con, and here is the trailer for Till. Okay, the Emmett Till film.
2: This, the first half of this trailer, is like a Bloomhouse horror. Like it's 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 cut and edited the same way a Bloomhouse horror trailer is cut
1: yes i i agree and
2: i was like no 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 no. yeah like you don't do this not for this movie fire that trailer editor
1: yeah this is a man i i am actually surprised this hadn't gotten like i know i guess i'm not surprised this hadn't gotten made it's just it's wild that we haven't told this story you know um maybe we have and i just never watched it but this is, I mean, go ahead and I guess Google go, Emmett go, Till. Go, yeah, if read you, that. Read
2: the Emmett Till Wikipedia. And don't don't yeah. listen to our comedy podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, that's the thing is, it's that qu- it's that feeling of like I'm not equipped to talk about this.
2: No, Are you uh, sure. Uh, two white guys talking about uh, Till. I I will just say that the the trailer editing is a like monstrous decision for that first half of the trailer. Yes. And it looks, this movie looks amazing and important. Uh,
1: yeah. It looks like they, they really, they're really going to show the pain here. Cause yeah, Emmett Till is a, you know, a 14 year old um, in the 1950s who is lynched cause he was black and uh, supposed, pretty much framed, I believe. Supposedly uh,
2: whistled at a white woman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's really fucked up and they chose this actor who's just so sweet to play between. and that's the point you know it's to show this life this this beautiful life that was cut short um through horrible events and i'm gonna watch it exactly once uh and like it's it's You know, it's going to be on that shelf with Boys Don't Cry and Judas and the Black Messiah and all the ones where it's like, this is an extremely important story that is so fucking sad, uh, but you shouldn't look away. Uh, And so that's really my take on it is, I I mean, I'm glad it's getting made, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hard film to watch, but it's important to watch.
2: You know what? I'm not necessarily glad it's being made and won't be hard to watch yeah interview with the vampire on amc all
1: right all right moving along (laughs) to interview man that's a mm, hard transition folks it's got interview with the vampire uh the tv show yeah uh so excited
2: i'm sure fine uh that's the eunuch from game of thrones right that's like the main character
1: um that would make sense i don't i didn't i don't know but this is all... louie right you're talking about louie
2: sure yeah i uh, i paid mild attention to this one because i was like sure
1: are you not a? Are you are you not an in- interview with vampire head um, no it is the eunuch it's 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 gray worm, worm game of thrones yeah. um playing louie who is the uh the brad pitt character yes sam reed as the stat or the uh Tom Cruise character. Tom Cruise, that yeah. original movie is fucking wild because that's one of those roles where you never get Tom Cruise to do that ever again.
2: You know what's funny about that whole thing too is how I love how Anne Rice was like, "I hate this," and then as yeah. soon as she saw it, she was like, "I was wrong," and she like took out a full page ad admitting how right. fucking stupid she was. Because um,
1: sometimes books books aren't movies, so you yeah. have to change things around.
2: And then and she you was have like, to, "I fucking yeah. love this. Never mind."
1: Yeah. That was an amazing era of film, of cinema. Again, to just see Tom Cruise in that role with fucking Brad Pitt and Christian Slater. God, beautiful film. Beautiful fucking Christian bullshit Slater's in it. vampire film. Yeah. There's fucking, everybody's in that. And so I'm I'm excited for this. I think I'm looking for, I'm looking for the next big thing, right? And if it's vampires, then so be it. If it's Lord of the Rings, <laughs> then so be it. Because we also have uh, the Dungeons and Dragons trailer coming up, too. Like, there's a couple things that's like, oh, this could be the new fad, right? We yeah. could all dress like vampires and act like assholes for 10 years, right?
2: Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do... I mean, we already did that, though. We did. You're right. Like, that's true. That's the other problem is like, yeah, that's the thing we already took care of. Yeah. Um, we need... We no need, more yeah. vampires. What's next, Dave?
1: Uh, Vampire Academy. God! Damn! <laughs> On Peacock, I put these next to each other. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to watch them both.
2: <laughs> Dave, big question, Dave. Is this an academy f- like for vampires, or is it like so, an academy to I like the to exact fight questions. vampires, or just is hey, this is it like a club where they talk about vampires?
1: I think it's like Harry Potter, where you're, if you're a vampire, you can go to this academy. Ooh,
2: it's scary Potter.
1: <laughs> Like I yeah, it's Scary Potter. I think that's what's going on here. Because there's
2: definitely a dude doing Tai Chi in the sun, uh, on top of a castle. Uh, I don't know, in, man. In one of these, in one of these little cutscenes, and I was like, okay, maybe I don't know what a vampire is because <laughs> because they showed it and it's like very much like, oh, we're all indoors. And then there was this one dude, okay. like doing martial arts on, on the top the of a parapet. I yes, and then very much no. I don't know the IMDb
1: <laughs> synopsis. I'm gonna give it to you. Give me it. Look, In home, a world it, of me. privilege and glamour, two young women's friendships transcends their strikingly different classes as they prepare to complete their education and enter royal vampire society. Mm-hmm. So it's about two women of different classes. I assume she's like a like half muggle, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, or it's or it's just money, and they are uh, entering vampire society. So it, it sounds like vampires have to go through training to be a vampire. To
2: be like a foppish vampire.
1: Yeah. Is that what's happening? I don't know. Because they're in like in like the a... trailer. They're in like jumpsuits. Dave, and you're this... right. There is a guy doing karate on the roof. Dave, this looks fucking ridiculous. And I love it. I know. I can't fucking wait. This is an interview with a vampire. Um, They're both like vampire drama shit. And I fucking yeah. love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah and this that's is going to be, be on the cw peacock. version right yeah. well it's on peacock so you're already like yeah. mm, okay
1: i think the other the other interview with the vampire is that going out when AMC. It, what is that amc so that's going to be like bloody and going to be like it's actually kind of gritty dead. yeah vampire academy is the one for teens and I, i'll watch them both i'll watch them both yeah um now we're to what I would consider the main event. So this is this is my jam. This is officially my jam. Yeah, and this is the trailer for Breaking with John Boyega. It's
2: it's like Dog Day Afternoon, right? Like it's
1: yeah, it's John Boyega doing kind of Denzel.
2: Yes, he, it's very doing, Denzel. It's, it's it's very like it has that inside job. Yeah, energy and to he's, it.
1: He's playing it in a very Denzel way. Oh, yeah. It's it's like John Q or whatever. Oh. It's about a uh, a war veteran um, robbing a bank with a bomb, uh, based off a true story. I don't know how true the story will be, but yeah, they could. In the trailer, they say it's like Dog Day Afternoon, and it's like, yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, um, it took me way too long to realize that was John Boyega.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy, I'm like, John where's, Boyega. Of course,
2: lightsaber.
1: I know, John Boyega fucking killed it in um, Attack the Block, oh, and yeah. then he killed it in the Star Wars. And then he sort of spoke out and I was so terrified that his career would end because he made waves. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I am so fucking excited to see his career. I mean, not only that too, but like
2: he's, he spoke out about racism in star Wars fandom. Right. And people are like, you can't say that. And it's like, but, the Star Wars fans are racist, like a lot of right. them are. Um, and this is clearly an Afrocentric film, like a, a like a, a black centered film. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams is in it. And there's they very much like he's the he's the contact, like the negotiator. And he even says, like, I'm going to help you brother to brother. Um, and, and so it's good to right. see that John can be in a in a, in a movie that he feels comfortable with you know in a black centric film where it's not it's not with a
1: fucking toxic shit fan base right this is just this is like this is the this is the type of movie that i wish we could bring back a little more that's that's what that's what i always mourn with where it's the oversaturation versus um stuff like this like i want this movie to be number one at the box office yeah because in the 90s it would have been and that's what i want is like i want real human movies stories that are about mortals being getting that's why i was really happy about top gun even though that's the biggest fucking that's a big studio movie it was like oh thank god it's about a human being um and this is one that this deserves if, i mean i don't know if maybe it's terrible maybe this movie sucks but it looks really good and then yeah um williams in it who is since passed like i assume this is yeah. his last film yeah uh and it looks just so fucking tense and yeah, just mm, so, that it, it that looks 90s like style drama
2: it looks like spike lee should have directed this yeah uh, that would that, have been great and that inside man i yeah.
1: fucking love inside man
2: yes yeah we 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 we. i want this too like i want and also just as a reminder you top gun was so good
1: top Gun was so good
2: like i don't care how how absolutely ridiculous and like jingoistic it is it's so yeah good.
1: it's top gun what do you like yeah. that's of course it's going to be that i would argue superhero movies are jingoistic too a lot like of them, yeah uh, yeah it's weird that Captain America doesn't get that same accusation, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Well, he this fights just...
2: this government. Like, right, Captain right, America right. fights the government. So, like, you know, he's he's jingoistic in the ideals of the country, but not the country itself, which is actually yeah, they... a really good way to do it.
1: Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was one of the smarter things yeah. they added to that. But, yeah, this, this just looks so good Uh, it's hard to describe it any other way it's just you know guy robbing a bank that everybody's sympathetic for maybe see Uh, this and yeah maybe see this maybe use your money on this john boyega is so fucking charismatic yeah uh it's just so great to i don't know I'm I'm so happy to see him it's, in a movie right now.
2: This is like what we're talking about, too, with like the, the movies and the way they are. And it kind of reminds me of like my frustration when everything everywhere all at once came out. And like a lot of us were just being like, go fucking see this movie. Like, if right, you can see a see movie, it. please go see it. And then you hear like people just weren't seeing it in the theater. And then it came out on streaming and people were like, oh, I can't believe it took so long. And it's like, motherfucker, we told you so hard that this right. is the kind of movie that deserves your attention. Yeah. And like this, folks, this is the kind of movie that deserves your attention. Fucking don't see Shazam. Wait till it comes out on HBO Max and see Breaking instead. Like, Christ. I... Like, go see, yeah, go I g- give I guess them you're money. Right. Give give them your ticket sales. They need it.
1: I mean, I would argue you see both if you can but, yeah, you're right, which is Shazam will do fine. Yeah. You know, like, they'll be fine. Yeah. This is the thing that's, like, I want, yeah, th- this is w- what you need. This is what we need to sell tickets. We
2: need yes. this shit to sell tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that You know, it's it's just, like,
1: more. Right, because I, I get what you're saying, because it's not, like, this isn't like a battle right it's not like you go see a movie you don't want to see it's what you're saying with everything everywhere where people then see it later and they're like oh this is so good And it's like yeah
2: yeah and you know what we could have had more movies greenlit like this if you had seen it in the theater
1: yeah exactly and that's that's what it is is, like
2: marvel and dc are gonna be fine yeah like they are and i know not everybody has access to like a a stubs a list or 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 whatever to see as many movies as they want and going to the movies is expensive but like Maybe, maybe take a time where you don't have to see the big blockbuster that's going to make a trillion dollars and maybe see something that really needs your ticket sales.
1: Yeah, that's very Um, true. It's hard because there is this instinct of like, eh, this isn't a movie you need to see in the big screen, right? Like, it's just, it's a smaller story. And it's because our blockbusters have gotten so big and big and big that it's like, people look at movies like this and they're like, oh, I don't need to go to the movie theater for that. I don't need to pay 20 bucks for that. I want to pay 20 bucks for this big, epic IMAX experience. Yeah, But it really is true that this is the kind of shit that really needs to be supported. And it's... I hopefully and it's it will. Good. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Pearl, Pearl.
2: Yeah, did you t- see X? Yeah, I sure did. I saw it in the theaters with Adam Todd Brown. Um, this is the
1: sequel or prequel, prequel rather to yeah. X.
2: I'm, I don't, I kind of don't give a shit. I did not care about X. I didn't. It was predictable in every predictable way. Um, the so acting I, I, of the older characters was laughable. The special, the makeup on them was kind of silly. I did not like X. I don't understand what I missed, but I know a lot of my friends fucking love that movie, and I was just hey, like, uh, "That's
1: fine." I might, I might. Okay, I don't think I can explain it to you because here's the thing: I'm a big fan of Ty West, the director, and he's mm-hmm. the director behind Pearl and X. I would say that X is my least favorite of his films. Okay, um, which isn't to say that I think X is bad. And I agree with you in the sense that everybody seems to love X. It didn't quite do it for me either, to be honest. Um, And again, I I can't stress enough how much I love Ty West's films. He did The Sacrament, which I thought was extremely good. He did The Innkeepers, which is one of my favorite horror movies. He did House of the Devil, which is mm, so so great. Uh, He does, he tends to do simpler and slower burn movies. uh, And that's what I like about him my personal view is that the slasher genre doesn't quite grab me it just never has uh and x is very much a very simplistic slasher film there is where like you said where there's nothing to it dude um dave there's a
2: scene in the barn where there are four holes equidistant apart from each other and you look at it and you're like, a pitchfork's going into someone's face through that. And that's literally right. like there's no it it was formulaically boring. It was boring yeah, I... and also like ridiculous. The 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 old lady voice that she was doing in the old lady makeup was laughable. The the makeup on the old man, I was watching that and I was just like, man, they did a better job in like 1974 with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, Doing old, like it It was, I watched it and I was like, what am I missing?
1: Right. I, again, I, I can't really answer that because I didn't hate X's, like I didn't dislike it as much as you did because I'm a horror junkie. There's just something that always, this always bothers me, is when a director I really like makes a movie where I'm like, eh, it wasn't for me. And then this movie where they're like glomming onto it, they're like, "And we're going to keep going with X, everybody." And it's like, "Oh no. Make something else." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah well, but like I'm I'm
2: I'm guessing X was his most profitable film.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, it's that thing where like he, I, this happened to me a, a few times. It's it's James Cameron with Avatar, where he's like, "This is it. This is the ne- rest of my life." And it's like, "Really, man? Cuz you made a lot of really good films. Uh why why are you picking your least good film to like really roll with um uh, that said again i i i liked x more than you uh i like the simplicity of ty west and i really like his directing style it's for me it's the genre the genre just never really does much for me yeah um you know it's it's in order to do a slasher film these days it, it has to get so meta that it's it's like it's i it's like it's just hard for slashers to impress me anymore. I don't know. Yeah,
2: but it's uh, also a genre that's always going to have—it's always going to have fans that support it. So yeah, and it's, it's always going to be around. Like they said, if and it's always
1: going to get revivals and so on. Yeah, big
2: big answer for 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 people too if they're ever looking into getting into movie making that horror and, and slasher are are the the easiest gates of entry. Uh, yeah. with the with a strong strong fan base. So
1: yeah. Yeah, my view of X, again, I didn't hate it. It's just, you know, uh, I'm not always going to like everything a real uh, a director I like does. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I didn't dislike X. I just didn't. I- I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Every now and then there's horror movies like this where they just sort of happen and then you watch them and you go, Okay. It's the Ford and Taurus. And then you move on because it's yeah. like, oh, that I guess that sequence of events happened. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like it was you said anything with it. It didn't feel like it mattered too too much. It was just a very small yeah. like slasher story that was like, oh, okay, that was Yeah. Yeah, that was well, fine. It's, it's and a Ford, then I walked away.
2: It's a Ford Taurus. It's a Toyota Corolla. It's an innocuous yeah. thing that you will forget about as soon as you leave it, but whatever.
1: Right. Um, and so I think Pearl, I think he shot them both. Close yeah. back to back, or something like that. That's why. That's part of it. So I think this was part of the plan to begin so, with. So I don't think could, he. I don't think he saw success for X and then went and made Pearl. You know.
2: So she could keep that sweet, sweet voice that she has going on. Yeah. That awful, terrible voice.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. Again, there's a lot. I I love his directing style. So there was a lot in X that I really enjoyed, yeah. as well. Um.
2: Um. um next one actually i'm really excited about um so
1: two things can be true because
2: right? it th- it looks like they're doing this property correctly yeah where they I, tried once before yes and boy I, did not it did not go well although two, good good on them for putting marlon wayans in that movie when it came out
1: yeah he should have been in this one too two two things can be true i'm very excited for this movie also, I don't think this movie is going to be <laughs> very good.
2: It looks um, it looks like they're trying to do a mix of Lord of the Rings meets Avengers. Like yeah. like if you made Lord of the Rings have a Marvel sensibility, that's what you're going to get here.
1: Yeah, but I think I think it's going I think it's going to fail. I do I do not think this movie is going to do good. Um it's like comedy writers behind it and directors it's going to very much be like a comedy. I feel like, um, it's, it's, uh, hold on. I, I looked up the director. It's John Francis
2: Daly and Jonathan Goldstein.
1: Right. And they did, um, let's see. They wrote Spider-Man homecoming.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, what did they direct? I, I uh, think vacation. They I directed think they vacation like, and game night. And I think, and so he,
2: yeah, those are, which are great. I was
1: about to say, those, those are, are great. good. No. Those are surprisingly good, and so that's what I mean by like. I think I'm going to really enjoy this film, and I think it's going to bomb. You know who John Francis Daly is, right? Uh, he's the he's the kid from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, and, really? And
2: he's also he's the silent dude from Waiting that loses his mind at the end of the uh, movie. Oh, I never saw Waiting. Oh, that's it's fun if you've ever worked in a restaurant, which you have. I have. Um, but yeah. So, uh, I, here's the thing: is I li- like Dungeons and Dragons is a property now that has got enough steam. Like the fact that they they made a Dungeons and Dragons movie in the 90s is fucking wild to me. It because, really is. Because D&D was not at its height at the time. It seemed like a movie that they had to make to keep the property. Right. Um, whereas it, it, this is huge now.
1: Like D&D is massive. Right. And I see this is the thing. Much like Warcraft, I think the issue is that, and maybe, uh, actually, I shouldn't say this about Warcraft because I don't know enough about Warcraft. I simply suspect this, and people can correct me if I'm wrong. It's such a broad premise that there's no story, right? Dungeons and Dragons, there's no story. There's a world. And the world is is so generic at this point uh, that it's 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 sort of, it's, it only it lives and dies by the story told in it is yeah. my point and so the question now is is this story going to be good is this character going to be good i i really do think it's going to be a lot of fun and i think yeah. i want m- kind of more blockbusters like this uh i just have that gut feeling that it's going to be another dungeons and dragons I, movie I, I do feel <laughs> in like the sense that it's going to bomb
2: I like that Chris Pine is leaning into the Shatnerist like existence. That yes, he, has. he like, really is. Like where this is, seems like a movie that Shatner would have been in in the seventies, and I fucking yeah. love that for him. I, I think um, Chris
1: Pine he's a char- He's he's got the Brad Pitt problem. He's a character actor who's too good looking. Yeah, like he should play weirder characters. It yeah. doesn't get to,
2: but it. So I'd say that this movie is a direct result of Critical Role like this right that they've done a good job with that i think it i think the idea that dungeons and dragons doesn't have to be crazy serious is right. good and fun and that you know your snarky band of thieves you got you know michelle yeah, Rodriguez and, uh, shouldn't be. reggie jean page um jesse
1: smith right it's man it, it could go either way i should say like you know maybe this maybe i'll eat these words i just get this feeling that like it's it's i don't i don't know i just get i get a feeling that it's gonna come and go it's gonna it's you know something on this list is gonna bomb right like something's bound to bomb here this is the thing that i feel like will bomb Uh and i don't know if it'll deserve to bomb i think it'll be a good movie i I would,
2: uh, I would like to add though that we are in the middle of the hugh grantessance
1: yes we are is, hugh Grant is in this
2: which is very good because he's playing like the rogue which is such a perfect choice for him
1: yeah no it's man i i'm very excited for this i cannot wait it looks so much like stupid stupid fun yeah um and i don't know man chris prime Pry- Pry- Chris Pine. He uh, I, I'm just I'm glad he's there. Michelle Rodriguez, perfect for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, like she's the, the barbarian casting is great. too. Like it makes sense. Right. Um, um uh, do you think they're gonna have any like people uh like playing the characters? Oh,
2: like it's gonna be like they keep cutting the children. It's gonna be very like um uh whatchamacallit there, um princess bride kind of yeah i
1: i don't think they will but i think that's a mistake i think that i think dungeons and dragons should have been treated more like the lego movie uh where it's like there's a meta element to it there is because dungeons and dragons part of what i think that's the thing that that the last movie missed and this movie might miss which is that part of the appeal of dungeons and dragons the reason we love it is we love watching people play it yeah right we don't care the story of dungeons and Dragons, the world is like i feel like we've just you know lord of the rings is there yeah. like there's a million versions of this world the uniqueness of dungeons and dragons is the dynamic of the yeah. game
2: my brother read this book one time and it was essentially like a dnd style campaign but the characters knew they were in the campaign So they knew they were part of this campaign, but the campaign was being played by a bunch of like 12 and 13 year olds. So they kept getting attacked by like giant boob monsters and giant cocks and stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. And it was just them being like, what the fuck? Come on. Really? And like there could be a Shazam element to that. Yeah, Like I do really like the idea or I guess when we say a Shazam element, what we more accurately would be like a Jumanji.
1: Yeah. A Jumanji, uh, yeah. Which
2: as we, which Jumanji might be one of my favorite movies of the past ten years. Like I, it legi- was a lot of fun. I legitimately like pound for pound movies that I enjoyed seeing in the theater. That's like way at the top,
1: right? And that is essentially like that is more what Dungeons and Dragons could have been. Yeah, which is like kids sucked into a fantasy or simply. I think the problem with doing that is it lowers the stakes, right? If yes. you know it's all a fantasy game, it's but. The Princess Bride is a book being told. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you could still do that. And I like, I don't know. I think, I think that is, oddly enough, what's missing from Dungeons & Dragons, which is weird. Because when you adapt a book, you don't need to show someone reading the book every time, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> when you adapt a board it's... game, you don't need to start with the premise of a board game being played. I just think that when people think about what they love about Dungeons & Dragons, specifically observing people play it, it's the people playing it. Yeah. That's what they like. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. not... I, I mean, it's. I think it's both. Because I think fantasy is... Some, like, Lord of the Rings right. is another example of being like, you don't watch Lord of the Rings because of people playing it. You like it because, hey, that's cool. And this yeah. has the same element of, we have these characters and we can play with them.
1: And I right. hope it's great.
2: I really do. Uh, oh, me too. And I'm very... I think it
1: will be a lot of fun. I really yeah. do. I just don't know... I, I just again I get this weird gut feeling that it's it's gonna bomb.
2: I hope it. I hope we have Jumanji energy to it. Uh, yeah, like I hope we get that um, that reaction from the audience. That would uh, be great. Speaking of movies that movie franchises that became
1: unstoppable, <sighs> John Wick Four. Um, yeah, I agree with your note here, which is like it's it's funny is. When I think countless sequels, mm-hmm. most of the time I think it gets worse every time. John Wick, and, and certain action franchises are this way, but John Wick especially gets better every sequel. It just yeah. does.
2: There is no diminishing returns with John Wick yet.
1: No, every John Wick has been better than the last, in my opinion.
2: And they're uh, so fun. Like, And they're just, Keanu, Keanu has no ego. And right, he al- yeah. he allows himself like when you think about those Fast and the Furious movies and like the contract stipulations in there. Right. And meanwhile, Keanu's like, you know, supposed to kill certain martial arts film legends, and he's like, No, I'm not gonna do that. Let's right. make it a tie. You know, let's have yeah. him live. And it's just like that is extremely my shit.
1: Yeah, he's a pure soul. He uh a- a- and a- he just has so much fun doing these. And I know that about him. I know how much fun he's having doing this. And so he's always going to keep doing them for that reason. Uh, and then I, I also watched John wick one recently, still really fucking good. Like that's the other thing is these get better, but they always, they started at a 10. Yeah. So, so much fucking fun.
2: Yeah. And I can't wait to
1: see what he kills people with in this one.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, yeah with a fucking pencil
1: Yeah, and then like a good action movie it really does stay it's it's as stunt heavy as it can be which is very which is very nice to see that's where i think like the fast and the furious went wrong where it's like you're a car stunt movie why are you doing cgi space shots (laughs) like give me car stunts Like, give me the latest technology in car stunts. Yeah. Which isn't to say John Wick has plenty of CGI elements, but they're always thinking in terms of stunts.
2: Their CGI elements are oftentimes like blood spray. Like, a lot of it is the CGI that we don't think of.
1: Or just like, we can't do this stunt on a motorcycle. We're going to do it on a green screen, but he's still doing the stunt. Yeah.
2: Like, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Keanu is the kind of guy that's going to lean in and be like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Right. And he's just having fun. Learning to do shit. That like right. that's his thing. Like this dude rides motorcycles. Like he loves doing right. that. He loves learning, you know, kung fu and shit. Like like this right. is this is like a fantasy camp for him to do these movies. Yeah. Because he's making what, probably twenty five million dollars.
1: My favorite Keanu Reeves thing is the behind the scenes of the Matrix. The first Matrix. You can watch the interviews. And is it, it's
2: is it the one where he yells at the camera?
1: No, it's so it's interviews about um, just like all the actors talking about what it means, the Matrix, and like Carrie Ann Moss and everybody and Lawrence Fishburne are talking about like the philosophy behind it and like, you know, oh, this theory that there's another world. And then it cuts to Keanu and he's like, and I learned how to do this kick and I learned how to do this, and they let me do backflips and they got me on wires, and that's all he cares about, dude.
2: There's a, <laughs> there's that, a s-
1: that's what it is, is he's just like having so much fucking fun. Um, with just getting to flip around,
2: yeah. Uh, D- there's a scene during one of the wire stunts where they're filming like the behind-the-scenes stuff, and he just looks at the camera and goes,
1: "I'm gonna be a superhero." <laughs> he just
2: like <laughs> makes like a goofy sound about it, and I'm it's like, "So good!" And I'm like, "I love this so much. Like, I'm so happy yeah. for him." After and the so, way everybody was mean to him about Constantine, Uh like he deserves everything. Isn't that everything. bad of a movie? I love Constantine, but people were such dicks about it.
1: Yeah, they were. He's not British um, enough. Shut up. Yeah. Shut your yeah, fucking nah, mouth. He's fine. He's fine. I, man. damn. Yeah. The, the only way John Wick could lose me is if they start doing stuff like having him doing like CGI jumps from across one building to the next and start like replacing the stunts with CG. That's where they'd go wrong. And so far, so good. So. Yeah.
2: We're doing mm. great. We're doing great on the John Wick front here
1: yeah we really are um uh, john wick has never been better folks um john wick's doing
2: great we're all happy for him
1: we're all happy for him (laughs) we love keanu look he doesn't always do the best performances we'll forgive him for knock knock you know uh it doesn't matter
2: he's great we love him (laughs) we love it the keanu
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he's really he's still he's got so much goodwill to burn through
2: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let him make a shit uh, movie sometimes, too.
1: Yeah. Yes. Let him make a shit movie. It's okay. Um, all right. Well, we don't have news stories, so I'm going to read some more patrons. You
2: know what they say. No news is good news.
1: Nice. Nice. Good job. What is that? Uh, Blazing Saddles?
2: Uh, it's actually uh, close. <laughs> it's oh, It's Robin that Hood, Men in Tights. Men
1: in Tights. It's the same guy.
2: Probably. Yeah
1: i'm pretty sure it's the same hangman uh listen big thank you to del griffith the shower curtain fella thank you to the midnight patron with patrons at midnight yeah baby thank you to exploding runes thank you to andrew the proud satanist how thank you to vincent thank you to rev md thank you to bootler bootleson thank you to tux thank you to ricky cilantro Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thanks, mom.
2: I do like your mom. She's great. Mm. Uh, thank you to Nolan Tubi's Dark Herald Matin. Thank you. Uh, Andrew. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon at HeartFistBrainMaguire. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, shout out to AJ. Thank you. Shout out to Tip Drizzle thank you uh, all right yeah we like that shout out to burrito mouth thank you thank you burrito mouth uh shout out to the ghost of dave thomas thank you shout out to uh, aaron burr sir
1: thank you uh
2: it's not aaron Burser. like he's not a Burser, but he's a
1: burr- right. sir.
2: shout out to christopher robert sparts esquire thank you shout out to Mackenzie fuck shuffling with willem defoe's confusingly large dick chill Of course. Shout out to Funky J. Thank you. And of course, shout out to Pie Guy. We can't forget Pie Guy.
1: Pie Guy is the best.
2: Uh, There it is. Jeff? Yes, sir.
1: Is there anything you need to ask me?
2: Yeah, probably. Hey, Dave? (laughs) Yes, Jeff? Are there any movies that might deserve more hype than they're getting right now?
1: Uh, Thank you for helping with the bit. There are. There are two. I have two. I had to do an emergency ad of one.
2: It's good because you know the show is short enough, so yeah, we need, I know, we need right? some filler here. I
1: apologize. So we'll blow through these. The first one is called The Harbinger, uh, and the trailer I would argue doesn't look like anything. Sure. Uh I don't know if you watched this. I did. It doesn't. It doesn't look particularly unique. It looks very in any way. It look. There's a lot going on
2: in The Harbinger here.
1: Yeah, it's this. I'll, I'll get to why I chose this one. It's the story of um. Apparently, it's it's related to the pandemic, which I hate. I always hate that. Uh, but it's about a uh, a woman who's getting these nightmares of like a demon that's telling her her time is running out.
2: So, Dave, would you say that and this
1: is the story of a girl? <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, and the, the figure is growing more menacing each time. She goes on Reddit and, decide, and finds out it's like a demon. Um, again, very generic sounding. This is why I picked this. Um, Let me, I'm going to open the it's Andy Mitten is the director writer. And the reason I brought this up is because Andy Mitten directed and written his last movie, which was called the witch in the window. Now, if you have seen that movie, you would know that is an extremely promising indie horror film. It has some extremely creepy ideas in it. Uh, It doesn't always execute it perfectly. Uh, But it's a very low budget, very good horror film that came out. And this is his follow up. And that's why I need to give it a shout out, because I just based off who made it, just based off this guy, I am like pretty confident uh, in the Harbinger as a as a film.
2: I like the Uh, idea of of you being like, ah, this guy, this guy right here when he shows up on the thing.
1: No, The Witch in the Window, I don't want to spoil too much. It just has a couple really fucking good horror concepts. It's the basic premise of that one was that there was a woman who lived in this house that everybody thought was a witch in the window, and she would look out the window every day, and one day she dies, and they don't notice for like three days, so her corpse is just looking out the window, which again, it just feels like a bad fairy tale, right? Um, like a, Like a scary fucking fable. Yeah. And then this, this guy is flipping the house with his son and it's a very slow burn. It's very character centric about this guy and his son. And like the idea of raising a kid in the modern world with like the internet and stuff like that is a big part of it. And, um, obviously they start encountering some supernatural shit and it's done in a very slow burn style and really in, in creepy way. There's like a really creepy subplot where the neighbor keeps sleepwalking and every time he wakes up, he's closer to the house, which is a really creepy idea that he's just slowly getting drawn towards the house every time. Uh, and so like my point is that's that other movie. This is their follow-up, which I, again, sounds fairly generic, except to say that the trailer does have some really cool looking shots in it. Horror shots. If you're into that, uh, and i just have a lot of faith in this director i am
2: glad that you have faith in this director good for you dave
1: yeah you're not much of a horror fan are you i'm a i'm like i like
2: no i try to but like it's just not something i I particularly like i i do i do like a stand-up bit about it and everything like that but it's just like i've never i've never really been like too freaked out by the supernatural but there are certain individual situations that i find just delightful like uh individual movie scenes um sure literally like the in signs when the little alien when the alien walks past oh the yeah window. everybody loves that like which is such a weird thing because that movie is is bad and yet that scene is just like an iconic scene
1: Shyamalan is legit great at making horror scenes. He's just not good at the other stuff. Correct. Um yeah. but he can he can fucking direct a horror scene. Uh like it's like it's nobody's business. Like it's his literal job. Yeah, like it's his literal job. So The Harbinger. Again, there's another movie called The Harbinger coming out. So great. It's, <laughs> this is how fucking generic this is how why I wanted to signal boost this. Because I guarantee this is one of those movies that's going to get lost in the shuffle that people are going to realize later is very good lake Mungo comes to mind that's a movie that looks very generic and then you watch it and you're like holy shit uh so i would say the witch in the window google that and then follow the director to the harbinger uh that's all yeah second movie now this popped up on twitter thanks to doc garby tweeting at our account and watching the trailer was like well how can i not This is coming out August 15th. By the way, the Harbinger, I don't have a release date for yet. Sorry. But the Glorious is what this is called. It's called Glorious. Mm -hmm. It's coming out August 15th. It's about a guy who goes into a bathroom uh, in the middle of nowhere uh, and uh, wearing just boxers. He enters this shitty bathroom. Uh, He's at like rock bottom and the guy in the next stall starts to have a conversation. The guy in the next stall played by jk simmons and turns out to be a lovecraftian creature that traps him in the stall and he it's very it's very like mandy color out of space aesthetic uh definitely check out the trailer because you'll get you'll um, instantly it's like 30 seconds and you're like you're you're all in in. the moment you see it question
2: title is that a glory? is that a glory hole reference
1: i think it is okay i think the idea is that this is a lovecraftian glory hole film
2: more like a make love crafting,
1: right <laughs> so yeah how could i not how could i not mention this it's coming out august 15th uh it looks so fucking good jk Simmons as a fucking alien that traps a man in a bathroom
2: yeah or an elder filled- god hanging out in a, yeah. in a stall and like yeah. imagine if that's your elder god existence is like a shitty sitco station in the middle right. of nowhere it's like shit stall
1: God, I hope this ends by the guy just letting the elder god like uh suck him off and that's all yeah, he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Why he's like, okay. Me, why
2: don't you let me suck that? Was that, that so dick? hard? Let me yeah. suck that mortal dick.
1: JK <laughs> <laughs> Simmons aggressively asking this guy. Oh, that's beautiful. But yeah, glorious. Glorious. Just check out the trailer. You'll fucking love that it. That looks really if fun.
2: You, is that theatrical or is that gonna be a streaming thing?
1: I think this is on streaming. Ah. Uh I think it's limited theatrical. It's gonna it's well, coming out on Shudder.
2: If it's limited theatrical, that might be good for us.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. If you're in LA, you could probably see it. Um, but if you have Shudder, you know, it'll be available on streaming for rent or on Shudder. And uh, I mean just fucking JK Simmons as a Lovecraftian demon creature What's in a not bathroom to love? through a glory hole.
2: It's he's like, I demand if you want to be released, I want
1: pictures of Spider Man. That'd be amazing as to slip pictures under the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know what I want. He just <laughs> slides him through the glory hole.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. You just hear him start uh.
2: sucking off the pictures of Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh so excited.
2: There's so many ways to play that, but I do like these I I like these like very claustrophobic films. These ones yeah. where like it, like Saw I, granted I didn't see Saw uh, seesaw i didn't watch the saw movies because torture porn is not my energy but same. like the idea that you just bang out a you know a 13 day shoot or something in the same room right like that's it's, pretty uh, intense.
1: yeah i like like the most expensive thing here was probably jk simmons right yeah and then yeah and Where then he's probably just recording is... that
2: shit from his like his vo booth in his house
1: right exactly over the
2: over an afternoon
1: yeah like yeah okay i'll be an eldritch god yeah sure fuck it sounds great yeah pay him a million dollars hell yeah uh yeah fucking check this out glorious it looks i don't even know who's making it i should look up who's making
2: probably learn a little bit more about glorious
1: it's one of those where you see the trailer and you're like oh yes like what does it matter um rebecca mckendry who um Ooh. okay no slouch here uh she's made let's see psycho granny
2: (laughs) hell yeah
1: um okay nothing i've seen uh doesn't matter this looks fucking good yeah she's produced some stuff
2: in this movie what's that there's a cast of five
1: yeah no this looks fucking great this the 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 poster alone looks great uh everybody check out the trailer to this uh glorious it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and then we did it.
2: We did it. David, Jeff, we did it. Dave, we did it.
1: Jeffrey, thank you so much
2: hey, for going on this here. journey. Yeah.
1: Um, do you want to plug anything?
2: You know, I don't know if you, I do a lot of shows. <laughs> Uh, and and they are dispersed over a lot of spots. Um, but I will add that, um, I do a a great show called Jeff has cool friends. It used to be called sideshow sideshow. I left sideshow and decided to do my own show. You can find it at patreon.com slash Jeff may, and you get early uncensored episodes, uh, with bonus content. Thank you, Alex Schmidt, for letting me steal your idea for that. Yeah, Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um I have re- I do really really great uh guests. A lot of them are in the nerd sector, but some of my best episodes aren't uh which are really cool. There's an episode with uh one of my former students when I was an 8th grade teacher who now is a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and it's just a fascinating huh. interview. Like it's really fun interviews. It's something I really enjoy, love doing. You can get it for free, but you can get it at the Patreon early, Uncensored, with bonus shit, and it's awesome. Uh, I also do a monthly podcast with Kim Crawl called Ugg Fine, which is a month in review that's also available on the Patreon. Uh, Gamefully Unemployed, obviously, Tom and Jeff watch Batman. You should sign up for that yes. because that is a fun show.
1: It uh, is. It's, it is a I lot agree. of
2: fun. It's a, fun. it's a fun little little guy. So you can come check that out over at the Gamefully Unemployed Patreon. And if you are a member of that Patreon, thank you very much. Uh, And then uh, I also do um, several shows with Adam Todd Brown on the Unpops Network, both Unpopular Opinion as well as You Don't Even Like Sports, which is a sports podcast for people that hate sports. Mm. And that should be it. I also do a live stand-up show called Mint on Card, the second Friday of every month that blasts from the past on Magnolia in Burbank, California. It's a lot of fun. It's a free show. I agree. It's a
1: good time. Yeah, the end. It is a lot of fun. Then, all right. I agree that it's a lot of fun. I also agree that it's a free show.
2: Yeah, both of those things are true. Although,
1: actually, no, I disagree. It's a free show because when you go to Blast from the Past, you end up buying shit oh, because you can't. So much not. cool shit there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey. I guess I'll plug because Tom would be mad if I didn't. uh Our Patreon, patreon.com dot slash Gamefully Unemployed. You go on there for five dollars a month. You get a bunch of exclusive podcasts. You already mentioned Tom and Jeff watch Batman. There's also Fox Mulder as a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. It's all for $5 a month. For $10 a month, you can watch movies with us on uh, Discord every Friday night. Um, so you sign up, you get a Discord, you jump into our Club 10, and we watch movies. We watch all sorts of movies. It's a lot of fun. So check that out. You can also review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you also go to uh, gamefullyunemployed.com, there's a link to our t-shirt store, so check that out. All right. Yeah. We did it, Jeffrey. Yeah.
2: It's a good thing that everyone already stopped listening when we started the plugs.
1: I know. They just skipped right ahead. Uh, all right. We'll say goodbye.
2: Uh, no, I refuse.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at atthecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.